First Peter chapter 3 and verse 20 when the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing into which few that is eight souls were saved through water which figure also now saves you and then in second Timothy second Timothy chapter 4 verse 10 for Demas has forsaken me having loved the present age and is gone to Thessalonica Crescens to Galatia Titus to Dalmatia Luke alone is with me take Mark and bring him with thyself for he is serviceable to me for ministry and then uh, just finally Hebrews Hebrews 12 verse 3 for consider well him who endured so great contradiction from sinners against himself that ye be not weary fainting in your minds no doubt most of us will have seen the headline in the news this, this week that Christianity is officially a minority religion so called religion that there's less uh, Christians than other other religions and of course we we knew, we knew that anyway but uh, I've been thinking just recently of the uh, what is true when anything is in the majority it's probably suspect if we know the history of the church in the 4th century when Christianity was adopted as the official position and it became popular then spiritual decline set in so we're not looking to be popular and I believe that things will get more difficult before the Lord comes I'm not just saying that sensationally but I think scripture indicates it and I've just thought of a few examples where there were just a few it's always been a puzzle to me some have said well there will be more saved than unsaved otherwise God would be defeated and I can understand that logic but God doesn't exactly deal with things according to logic if we can put it that way he's a sovereign God and from what I see in scripture he selects he chooses he he, uh, chooses and elects uh, by sovereign grace and mercy those that he will and it's not the crowds but it's individuals I thought of Noah, you know, interesting man. It just Peter just makes this comment. He says, "A few, that is eight souls." You think of I don't know how many there were on the earth at the time. And Noah was a sinner, just like all the others. 
But there was a difference. It says he walked with God. Mm-hmm. There's the sovereignty of God as well. That he found favour, it says, in his sight. Mm-hmm. And all of us can say the same. That there's been nothing about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has bestowed his favour sovereignly. Mm-hmm. But it says he walked with God. And he, he, he was faithful man. And an obedient man too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that God looks for today mm. is faithfulness and obedience mm-hmm. so you think of the teeming millions or hundreds of thousands at any rate that were on the earth at that time mm. and it just says a few that is eight souls mm. were saved um, it's just it's a remarkable thing not that it puts any claim on us we, we can't claim anything at all. Mm. It's God's sovereign mercy. And it's often been said, isn't it, that if you understand sovereignty properly, it can only lead to worship. Mm. There's nothing in me to deserve blessing. Mm. Uh, God's pure sovereignty, although he does, uh, God does look for that which is right and true and faithful. Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. Mm-hmm. And that was, if you might say, determined before the foundation of the world. That It was that kind of man that God was going to take account of. It was that kind of man, Jacob was that kind of man that God was going to take account of. And you could say that Noah was that kind of man. Someone who was faithful and obedient. He did what God had told him to do. I think of the grace, the, uh, the patience, uh, 120 years mm. and no result. Mm. Did he give up? No. Mm. Neither should we. Mm. Uh, we might feel in the minority. We might feel that the world is not listening. Mm. We might feel that our neighbours are not listening. Mm. But did he Until God commanded him uh, to go into the ark and until God shut the door, he preached, we might say typically, he preached the glad tidings mm. so that one person could come in. But the solemn reality was a few, that is eight souls, were saved. Mm. Well, we can't look for great things. Yes, God is working mightily. Mm. But you just think, the whole bent of the world is against God. Mm. And that the true believer can only but feel it increasingly every day. Mm. The whole world is is going in one direction and uh, the believer is really going in another direction he's swimming against the tide and uh, you know I think Noah must have felt that that he was swimming against the tide in that sense I just read of Paul too because uh, he felt the burdens of the testimony didn't he it's just rather touching the way he speaks uh, the majority had gone Demas has forsaken me I think it's very striking that forsaken me having loved the present age well how many have taken that road love the present age I feel it myself how easy it is maybe as you get a little older you maybe the, the, the present age has less attractions but I think it's there for all of us he's gone uh, Luke 
alone is with me. Thank God he had one person. Wonderful Dr. Luke, the one who was faithful companion. He had somebody, you know, mm. and we can appreciate one another. Mm. There may not be many, but we can appreciate those that we have. Mm. Luke alone is with me. Mm. And later on he says, the Lord is with me. That's mm. the most important thing. Mm. And this is a day, you know, we need to value one another. And more importantly, we value the presence of the Lord. Mm. I think as we've been through the last two or three years, and I have to say, the whole public side is is not what it was. We appreciate fellowship, don't we? We saw some the other the other evening, and it's great to see believers and to have fellowship with them. And we value them more. And I think as the days draw, draw, draw darker and worse, I think believers would, would should and would appreciate one another more. Mm. And Paul appreciated those that were were able to stand with him and they all valued them and so we should too but most of all we value the presence of the Lord Jesus that one who uh, would always stand by us by us Luke stood with him but more importantly in verse 17 it says but the Lord stood with me and gave me power mm-hmm. he may be weak we, are, we feel very weak and <clears throat> sometimes we know we don't know what to do mm. but the Lord Jesus will promise to stand with us mm. nevertheless the Lord stood with me how touching that is mm. and I just then read of the Lord himself if we feel things are against us if we feel in the minority mm. you just think of the Lord he's the perfect example isn't he mm. he endured so great contradictions from sinners against himself no one went through things like the Lord, you know. Mm. Looking at Isaiah 53, mm. uh, left, what it, I was touched with what it said, I've looked at it just now, Isaiah 53. It says, uh, There is new, no beauty that we should desire him. He is dis- despised and left alone of men mm. left alone no one wanted to mm. no one wanted to have to do with him mm. left alone mm. it's very touching that you think of who he was the blessed son of God mm. and yet he is left alone of men mm. here the writer of the Hebrews says he endured contradiction against himself mm. if we feel the burdens of the way if we feel that everything is against us we have an example in the Lord Jesus who was despised and rejected even his disciples it says all of them not just Peter mm. we often earmark Peter don't we but it says they all forsook him and fled mm. and so do we in our hearts mm. even though he never uh, uh, forgets us he's, uh, as Paul says he stood by me and yet, you know, here on earth, the Lord Jesus, he was forsaken. Mm. Uh, he was left alone of men, mm. despised, endured contradiction of sinners against himself. Mm. And then you think, ultimately, the most ultimate thing, of course, the Lord was forsaken of the Father himself. Mm. That cry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
I don't think we will ever understand fully what that meant. Mm. Mm. And yet, if we're feeling uh, the burdens of the way, if we're feeling that everything is against us and we're the only ones, just remember the Lord Jesus. What a perfect example he is. Well, I just have a few scattered thoughts that in these days when maybe uh, things are not popular, when uh, we're in the minority, if you might say, uh, we're not really because we have the Lord mm-hmm. and we have one another. And actually there's millions of believers. Uh, that Elijah had to realise, didn't he, that there were, there were 7,000 that had not bowed the knee to Baal, although he felt he was the only one. But... Uh, in these increasingly dark times, let us value the presence of the Lord and mm. one another, those that we can have fellowship with. Mm. Maybe he said for his name's sake. Amen. Amen.